Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast, Tellers of the Untold. I'm Vanessa, I'm your host, and we are approaching the Christmas season. So one of, I guess, the most appropriate thing is to tell you a little bit of story related to how slaves spent Christmas. I want to conclude with talking about, is the song Jingle Bells? Is that song racist? Well, we'll talk about that in just a second. So starting off Christmas, Christmas is coming up. What did our ancestors do during Christmas? What did slaves do during Christmas? So Christmas on slave plantations was one of the few times of the year that slaves looked forward to, as we can imagine. They enjoyed time off from daily labor tasks, from their plantation ownerships, fun, food, and festivities. Now, when we talk about slaves in the plantation, those that were worked in the home, meaning in the plantation house, they were had a different experience regarding Christmas versus those that were working outside. So during that time, Christmas season, slaves were given gifts. They were given gifts by their masters and, and they were also able to see their family. And they could, that would be a time where they could go to other plantations to see the family members that they haven't seen for a while. Many were allowed to sell those items that they would get, like the gifts that they would receive. They were allowed to actually sell them. And then they could keep the profit from actually selling them. And then they could give, they were, um, they were given gifts that ranged anything from handkerchiefs to scarves to molasses or flour. And Dutch ovens were given to them by their masters. And they would include, those Dutch ovens would include flour and other ingredients that they would seldomly get during the, like, the rest of the year, but they would only receive on Christmas Day. During Christmas time, uh, slaves would make breads and cake and pie and biscuits because they have that Dutch oven and the flour. And Christmas dinner consisted of everything from roasted possum and ham to pig feet and barbecue hogs. The side and dishes would include greens and ash cake, which is a type of bread wrapped in a cabbage leaf and then baked in a hot and hot ashes. Also sweet potatoes, salad greens, and squash, to name a few. But not all slaves were able to enjoy time off from for Christmas because many plantation owners hosted large, lavish parties that actually increased the work of the household slaves. So those who were able to participate in holiday celebrations would be given permission to select a Yule log to burn. So there was careful attention was placed on the selection of that log because once it's burned, the holiday would be over. Most time off would last anywhere from two to six days. And on Christmas Day, they were allowed to ask any white person they saw 
for a small gift as long as they did not address them first. So all they had to say when approaching a white person was, Christmas gift? <laughs> then there was also what was called John Cone, which is where slave men would dress up in mask and costume and masquerade around town, going from house to house, playing music and dancing while collecting small gifts. Christmas holiday was also given, giving them an opportunity to travel and visit families, family members, as I mentioned, who may have been separated or sold for previous seasons to other plantation owners. But this was also an opportune time to visit other slaves and encourage in, you know, where they were able to maybe get married. There were plenty uh, who saw this as an opportunity to escape and to seek the freedom as plantation owners were preoccupied with all the celebrations of the festival of the season. These were also record accounts of slaves time where they were re received travel passes that they would be given from their master, master to give them access to travel. So they would be able to show those passes as they travel across the country in order for them to get from one place to the other. And many slaves found that time to a great opportunity to escape because they had those passes. So the slave rebellions typically increased around Christmas due to the owner, the owners and the masters traveling, also entertaining guests and the lax schedule that they were often had during the holiday. And in conclusion about slaves in at Christmas, according to Frederick Douglass, who himself was born into slavery. Christmas was just another oppressive tool used by slave owners to reinforce their control over slaves and break up solidity since the burden of separation and extra control. And that was a quote from Frederick Douglass. Well, and then this is continued. While it was a way to break up the hardships of slavery itself. In short, it was a tool used to control slaves by appealing to the psychological need to reunite with families, rest, and socialize. Now I'm going to move on to a really interesting topic. And that topic is still related to Christmas, but it's one we all sing and have saw, sung the song Jingle Bells, haven't we? So the song Jingle Bells, and you might be wondering if you're not, you may be wondering why I'm talking about Jingle Bells on an episode of Tellers of the Untold. Well, you will find out in just a moment. So Jingle Bells was written and composed by a guy by the name of James Lord Pierpont. Mr. Pierpont was a New England-born songwriter, arranger, organist, and he was a Confederate soldier and composer, but he's best known for the writing and, compo and composing 
Jingle Bells in 1857, but it was originally titled, quote, The One Horse Open Sleigh, unquote. Mr. Pierpont was born in Boston, Massachusetts, and he died in Winter Haven, Florida. The famous Christmas song composer supported slavery on many occasions, and there are facts to back that claim. First, his brother and his father were against slavery, but Pierpont supported the Confederacy. The controversy forced his brother to close his church and return to the North in 1859. Pierpont, he wrote Confederate anthems during the Civil War, and some of these songs included We Conquer. Another one was Or Die, Our Battle Flag, and Strike for the South. Interesting enough, recently, Uh, assistant director and senior lecturer at a CAS core curriculum in Boston, a lady by the name of Kena Hamill. She attempted to solve the mystery surrounding the origin of the song. So after her research, she submitted that the American classic was used for something other than Christmas in Boston. She maintained that the song was not written at Sampton Tavern in 1850, as many would say. She also, according to this researcher, she said that the song was first performed by um, a gentleman named John Ordway, Ordway Hall in Boston in the year of 1857. She claims, in addition to that, that the song was not called Jingle Bells at the time. The song was first called One Horse Open Sleigh instead. So the hall where One Horse Open Sleigh song was first performed was a hot spot for entertainment of white men performing in blackface, offering a racist, character of people of color as middle-class entertainment. The fact that Pierpont supports slavery warrants this conclusion that for it is either the writer, it's either the writer wrote the song as a racist song or it was turned into one. So some people have pointed out that embedded in the lyrics are words that could be translated as racial. And many individuals, especially black activists, believe jingle bells can mean only one thing. It is nothing but a representation of slavery, as they would say. This claim is taken from historical times when slaves were forced to wear those collar bells around the neck. It was delivered that this practice was used to deter slaves from escaping from their masters. Some even claim that the practice made the lives of slaves miserable as it denied them 
every kind of privacy. But what was Pierpont's song got to do with this? Proponents of the view that Jingle Bells is a racist song believe that the writer's work was an attempt to represent the slavery experience. It mocks black and their or our history. So, but we understand, we hope and you understand that this podcast and my blog that talks about Jingle Bells being racist, is it racist or not, um, is no way against Christmas. We love Christmas. Christmas is all about Christ. But rather, it's an attempt to prove insights into the essence of the favorite holiday song. So I'm sure that we have done justice, though my writer and tellers of the untold, as we tell this story. Now, because of this, I'm really not wanting to hear or sing Jingle Bells ever again. <laughs> and same with my with my kids, teaching them. But I've actually told them the story um, of Jingle Bells. Y'all, we're all done for this week. Have a safe, 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 healthy, blessed week. Enjoy Christmas. Hug everybody virtually. And we'll talk next week. Bye. Oh, check out our blog. So wait, before I forget, please check out our blog. The blog is tellersuntold.com. There's both of those uh, that I went over today, those stories. um, There's a blog there with pictures. And I have two great writers that are writing for me as well. This title was Jingle Bells and How It May Be Racist. And then um, I also have an article that talks about How Slaves Spent Christmas by Kimberla. Check it out. Please subscribe and email me if you guys have any questions. I'd love to hear from somebody, from some of you at least. Info at tellersuntold.com. Peace.